Chapter 14 of A Short Account of the History of Mathematics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This is a recording by Paul King, pjk.scripts.mit.edu forward slash pkj. A Short Account of the History of Mathematics, Chapter 14 features of modern mathematics the division between this period and that treated in the last six chapters is by no means so well defined as that which separates the history of greek mathematics from the mathematics of the middle ages the methods of analysis used in the seventeenth century and the kind of problems attacked changed but gradually and the mathematicians at the beginning of this period were in immediate relations with those at the end of the last considered. For this reason, some writers have divided the history of mathematics into two parts only, treating the schoolmen as the lineal successors of the Greek mathematicians, and dating the creation of modern mathematics from the introduction of the Arab textbooks into Europe. The division I have given is, I think, more convenient for the introduction of analytical geometry and of the calculus completely revolutionized the development of the subject and it therefore seems preferable to take their invention as marking the commencement of modern mathematics the time that has elapsed since these methods were invented has been a period of incessant intellectual activity in all departments of knowledge and the progress made in mathematics has been immense the greatly extended range of knowledge and the rapid intercommunication of ideas due to printing increase the difficulties of a historian, while the mass of materials which has to be mastered, the absence of perspective, and even the echoes of old controversies combine to make it very difficult to give a clear and just account of the development of the subject as however the leading facts are generally known and the works published during this time are accessible to any student i may deal more concisely with the lives and writings of modern mathematicians than with those of their predecessors and confine myself more strictly than before to those who have materially affected the progress of the subject roughly speaking we may say that five distinct stages in the history of this period can be discerned first of all there is the invention of analytical geometry by descartes in sixteen thirty seven and almost at the same time the introduction of the method of indivisibles by the use of which areas volumes and the positions of centres of mass can be determined by summation in a matter analogous to that effected nowadays by the aid of the integral calculus the method of indivisibles was soon superseded by the integral calculus analytical geometry however maintains its position as part of the necessary training of every mathematician and is incomparably more potent than the geometry of the ancients for all purposes of research the latter is still no doubt an admirable intellectual training, and it frequently affords an elegant demonstration of some proposition the truth of which is already known, but it requires a special procedure for every particular problem attacked. The former, on the other hand, lays down a few simple rules by which property can be at once proved or disproved. 
in the second place we have the invention of the fluxional or differential calculus about sixteen sixty six and possibly an independent invention of it in sixteen seventy four wherever a quantity changes according to some continuous law and most things in nature do so change the differential calculus enables us to measure its rate of increase or decrease and from its rate of increase or decrease the integral calculus enables us to find the original quantity formerly every separate function of x such as one plus x quantity to the power n or the logarithm of one plus x the sine of x or the arctan of x etc could be expanded in ascending powers of x only by means of such special procedure as was suitable for that particular problem but by the aid of the calculus the expansion of any function of x in ascending powers of x is in general reducible to one rule which covers all cases alike so again the theory of maxima and minima the determination of the lengths of curves and the areas enclosed by them the determination of surfaces of volumes and the centers of mass and many other problems are each reducible to a single rule the theories of differential equations of the calculus of variations of finite differences etc are the developments of the ideas of the calculus these two subjects analytical geometry and the calculus became the chief instruments of further progress in mathematics in both of them a sort of machine was constructed to solve a problem it was only necessary to put in the particular function dealt with or the equation of the particular curve or surface considered and on performing certain simple operations the result came out the validity of the process was proved once and for all, and it was no longer requisite to invent some special method for every separate function, curve, or surface. In the third place, Huygens laid the foundation of a satisfactory treatment of dynamics, and Newton reduced it to an exact science. The latter mathematician proceeded to apply the new analytical methods not only to numerous problems in the mechanics of solids and fluids on the earth, but to the solar system. The whole of mechanics, terrestrial and celestial, was thus brought within the domain of mathematics. There is no doubt that Newton used the calculus to obtain many of his results, but he seems to have thought that, if his demonstrations were established by the aid of a new science, which was at that time generally unknown, his critics, who would not understand the fluxional calculus, would fail to realize the truth and importance of his discoveries. He therefore determined to give geometrical proofs of all of his results. He accordingly cast the Principia into a geometrical form, and thus presented it to the world in a language which all men could then understand. The theory of mechanics was extended and was systematized into its modern form by Laplace and Lagrange toward the end of the 18th century. In the fourth place, we may say that during this period the chief branches of physics have been brought within the scope of mathematics. This extension of the domain of mathematics was commenced by Huygens and Newton when they propounded their theories of light, 
but it was not until the beginning of this century that sufficiently accurate observations were made in the most physical subjects to enable mathematical reasoning to be applied to them from the results of the observations and experiments which have been since published numerous and far-reaching conclusions have been obtained by the use of mathematics but we now want some more simple hypotheses from which we can deduce those laws which at present form our starting point if to take one example we could say in what electricity consisted we might get some simple laws or hypotheses from which by the aid of mathematics all the observed phenomenon could be then deduced in the same way as newton deduced all the results of physical astronomy from the law of gravitation all lines of research seem moreover to indicate that there is an intimate connection between the different branches of physics e g between light heat electricity and magnetism the ultimate explanation of this and of the leading facts in physics seems to demand a study of molecular physics a knowledge of molecular physics in its turn seems to require some theory as to the constitution of matter it would further appear that the key to the constitution of matter is to be found in chemistry or chemical physics so the matter stands at present helmholtz in germany and maxwell and lord kelvin sir william thomson in great britain have done a great deal in applying mathematics to physics but the connection between the different branches of physics and the fundamental laws of those branches if there be any simple ones are riddles which are not yet solved this history does not pretend to treat of problems which are now the subject of investigation and though mathematical physics forms a large part of modern mathematics i shall not discuss it in any detail fifthly this period has seen an immense extension of pure mathematics much of this is the creation of comparatively recent times and i regard the details of it as outside the limits of this book though in chapter nineteen i have allowed myself to mention some of the subjects discussed the most striking features of this extension are the developments of higher geometry of higher arithmetic or the theory of numbers of higher algebra including the theory of forms and of the theory of equations and also the discussion of functions of double and multiple periodicity and notably the creation of a theory of functions end of section twenty recording by paul king pjk.scripts.mit.edu forward slash pkj